know what I do not understand at all and I don't think I will ever understand it but like why do people raise their daughters and love their sons like I know a lot of you guys hear that but like why I had to grow up so fast and right now it's being really it's reflecting on me throughout my relationship like he reflects on the fact that like he tells me all the time I can tell that you had to do a lot in the household and that just really be dawning on me and I just be sitting there thinking like damn I really did have to do a lot and it's so fucked up because I see my brother gets away with so much shit to the point where if I tried to do it it would not no I wouldn't know I wouldn't even high thought to do it no, because it just wasn't that. Like, I couldn't get away with shit. But he gets to get away with so much shit that it does not make sense. Like, I had to be responsible. With the age of 13, I started cooking and cleaning. But, like, why was it just me doing everything? Like, yeah, he did stuff with my dad. But, like, family-wise, though, why did I have to take care of everything? And that's what I'm saying. Like, we raised our daughters... But we love our sons when we really need to be raising our sons. Because one day, they'll have a family of their own and they'll have to lead. So if we're not teaching a man how to lead, but we expect him to be in a role, in a position to where he leads his family, how is he going to do that if we don't teach him at a young age? It all starts at a young age. And a lot of times kids are not, sons in particular, are not taught that. You want this, you want your son to grow up to be a gentleman, to lead, to provide, to nurture, to do everything for his family. But meanwhile, you not teaching him that. We're not teaching our sons how to cook, but we're teaching our daughters how to cook. Why there has to be a gender role when it comes to cooking? I mean, everybody eats, so I can't everybody cook. You feel me? And that's why when they go off to college, the boys, the sons, they got unhealthy diets. Because why? They were not taught how to cook when they were in home, at home. Being in college, I had met so many guys that did not know how to cook or clean up after themselves. They were used to the mom doing it. And I would just tell them, like, if you want a woman to come to your house, Get this together, get this cleaned up, while her with a clean house. Because that is not common. Well, why the hell are your pillows flatter than your bed? Like, these are just the basic necessities to live in. Like, why aren't we teaching our sons the basic necessities to live in? Like, you don't have toilet paper? What the fuck? Like, I mean, you, you use the bathroom. Yes, you don't wipe when you pee, but I mean, you wipe when you do the other thing. So why don't you have toilet paper? You want these girls to come over. Why don't you have toilet paper for these girls to come over? You know, they got to pee. You know, they need to wipe. Oh, wait, because we're not, you're not taught that. So you're not going to do it. Because why? You never had to go out and get those items. I'm quite sure your sister had to go out and do everything that your mother had to do. But you never had to go out and do stuff. I remember being young, going grocery shopping for the family, for the household, household, going to take care of responsibilities, putting into roles that my brothers weren't never going to be put into. So why do we only put our daughters into those roles and not our sons? 
and it's after that because then, then when our sons get older, they are incapable of doing shit. They don't know how to do nothing because they're never taught independence. They're taught dependence. But our daughters, they can go out do shit. They can do both male and female roles. Air quote on the roles. There's no such thing as roles, but they can go out and they can do everything. But our sons can barely survive, can barely fend for themselves. And it's because we love our sons, but we raise our daughters. So we're creating a fucked up cycle in society. And we're wondering why these men are so fucked up. It starts with the home life. It starts with their childhood. That's why they're so fucked up. And it's going to continue happening. It's going to continue happening once we stop loving our sons and raising them. I mean, we love our... I feel like... Part of me feel like they be wanting their sons, like loving their sons more than they love their daughters or loving their sons more than they love their damn men. Like, and wonder why they can't get a husband or wonder why their men don't stay. Because you put more time, effort, and energy into your son than you do in your relationship. Shit. Now you got the daughter feeling abandoned, neglected, the husband feeling neglected and abandonment, but the son getting all the love and just fucking up and doing whatever the fuck he want to do. Sorry for my language. But the stuff is so crazy to me. It's so crazy, and I'm starting to see it more and more. Like, being in my relationship, it has definitely affected, like, reflected that. And watching all these different videos on TikTok and stuff and going to school and having my little bachelor's and everything and every, like I say, little lightly, like that's a big accomplishment. But just having all that, it just goes to show, like it shows me different stuff and different perspectives and expanding my mind and opening my knowledge and this stuff is just so crazy how society is set up. It's really crazy. And I just... I just don't know. But I feel like this new little generation is going to change that. And, like, the new generation of parenting, we're doing fucking awesome because we are learning to heal from our childhood. We are reflecting from our parents, and we are just doing what needs to be done, not only for ourselves, but for our family. And all these men are stepping up. They're definitely stepping up, and I'm loving to see it because they're changing. Everyone is changing, and they're realizing that we need to change. It's the old generation who's messing us up. But this new generation coming over, and they're changing, and I'm loving everything about it. Loving it all. Because we are learning to heal and learning to be there for our kids in a way that, you know, we were never taught. We're showing up, we're being present, and we're breaking generational curses, which I love. I really do love it. And I'm excited to see, you know, where things take us and where things lead and how things turn out. I am definitely excited. But yeah, if you, like, if you have any comments or any questions, about the whole topic that we started out with. Like, why do we raise our daughters and love our sons? If you have any feedback or anything you want to say, just leave a message, you know, or send it to me in a recording, whatever. However you want to get it to me, just send it to me. Let's talk more about this. I want to hear your guys' feedback, your opinion, what you have to say, or what you think. 
Like, I'm really interested in this topic, so let's let's do this. I just would like to know where and how it makes sense to send a parent to jail for child support. Like, you're mad at this parent for not paying the money, right? Yes, I get that. But... What about how the heck if a parent go to jail, how they gonna make the money? You feel me? Or what if the parent takes care of the kid outside of paying child support, sends the kid money, talks to the kid? Yes, I can get the fact of pushing child support if the father was not in the child's life at all, never took care of the kid, never done for the kid. Yes, I can get that. But... What about if the kid doesn't even acknowledge the fact that the father exists? You feel me? Like, why do I have to take care of a person that doesn't even acknowledge the fact that I exist? The fact that I help create them. I need these kids to start asking the full story. Okay? Of why the dad was put on child support. Why the mom and dad ain't together. Start looking at the full story. Why is your mom put your dad on child support? Look at the full story. Don't just take your mom's side because you have two parents. But right now you're picking and choosing sides, which shows your disloyalty. You are a very disloyal person, which is corrupt in the head. If you're picking one side, there's two sides to every story. And I need these kids that are receiving child support and bitter at their fathers to wake up and understand that there's two sides to every story. There is a reason you were placed on child support. It's not that your dad was wasn't in your life it's because your father wasn't in your mother's life that's why I mean like are we not ready to talk about that because in our parents generation if the mom if if you wasn't with the dad put him on child support and he's not allowed in the kid's life so now you got these kids these young men and women don't get me wrong but these young men growing up not liking their dad for no reason becoming I don't even know how to explain it because a boy needs their dad yeah single mothers this is a, a it's, you know you're doing it but why wear the whole single mother thing yes you are a single mother in your household, but I'm quite sure the dad will step up. Like, you don't need to label yourself as the single mother, really. I don't even like the word single mother. That just sounds gross. Like, what? Just say mother in a two-parent household. Just say we live in a two-parent household. F the single mother. Because is anybody really single for the rest of their life no we end up finding a partner so like half of the puzzle in this house and half the puzzle in the other house but y'all meet in the middle when it comes to the sake of your child yes you two didn't work out okay but that don't mean that a kid can't have a relationship with their father or their father just have a relationship with the kid without you having to be in the middle of things Especially if the kid is a grown adult and child support is still an issue. 
can we get the word difference between adult and a child? Zuma, that is a big difference. A very big difference. But no, we still tie the two together. The whole time, the other parent is really taking care of the child. They're just not allowed to see the child. But the child won't know that. They won't. Because why? It had to be a two-parent household and couldn't be a one-parent household. So since it can't be a one-parent household, it's going to be a one-parent household my way. And nobody gets to see the child. That's basically how they feel. And they got you hating the dad. They still hating the dad. Or the other parent or the mom. Because moms get put on child support too. Okay. Dads really become, like, men really become envious and bitter, too, of the woman they're with. Like, let's just not put envy and bitter on just the woman. Let's not do that. Because it's also on the men, too. They get real bitter. Whew. You thought you seen a woman's petty? Oh, no, look at a men's petty. Men's petty is way worse. We go, in, like, women... They do emotional petty. Men, they do physical, mentally, and emotional petty. They do all three. They hit you with the the big whammy. And it's all crazy to me. It's crazy how this, this system works. Society is set up for these parents to fail. Because why? If you fail, single parent household... The income is at, yeah, we're going to, let's talk numbers now. Let's talk society the way it's set up. Let's talk statistics, you feel me? So, the way society is set up, you're under poverty if you receive less than, is it 24000 or is it 12000 a year? It's around the two. I think it's 12000 That's 1000 a month. Who can survive off a thousand a month the way these prices are set up? Like gas is three dollars, rent minimum eight hundred dollars. You put eight hundred dollars a month in rent, then you got bills included. So bills they add up to be you're already at like let's just say eleven hundred. Then if you have a car, it's another fifty a month minimum the way gas is set up right now that's probably a hundred a month that's twelve hundred so then if you also have a car payment that already jumps you up to about plus car insurance we're at 12 now you jump up to about 17 that's if you got bad credit if you got good credit you jump up to about uh 12 about 15 you know so it'll be 2015 17 now you're already seven hundred dollars in debt. So then things get turned off. Oh wait, then we also didn't include groceries. So you tell me where the fuck just the no the fuck can somebody survive off of that much? The poverty line is very low, and that needs to be brought up. If you gonna increase everything, increase wages. Society is meant for the people to fail. Society is not at all meant for anybody to succeed. 
And I know we just took a big turn, but like, no, this goes against the whole, this goes with the whole child support thing. So you want this father to fork over half of his wages. Know where that comes from, wages. The medieval time period. So then you want this father to fork over half of his money. So now he, he said he's making $800 a month. Sometimes you take 250 depends how much ever. You take some of his money for child support. You take some of the money for I mean, I always thought it was a good thing if babies didn't feel comfortable going to strangers. So why is it my understanding that when a baby doesn't feel going comfortable going to a doctor, like going to their doctor, like physically while the like doctor holds them and everything? Why is that considered a bad thing? Does it make the person any different because they're supposed to be the baby's doctor? Like, that title holds no weight to a baby. They just know that you are a stranger in a white lab coat. Well, if they can even see the color white. Some can, yeah. They just know that you are a stranger and that you're not nothing they're familiar to. So why do we sit there and tell the parent, oh, she has stress, um, stress anxiety or that she's developing abandonment issues? No, I am my baby's comfort. Okay, I am my baby's comfort. Don't sit there and try to tell me that my baby has anxiety. Don't diagnose my baby with such a big label at such a young age. Little sides. They still don't even know half the other emotions they have. They just know the difference between happy, sad, mad, hungry. And they know they have other emotions that they're learning about and they're expressing. So don't sit there and say that baby has stress anxiety or separation anxiety. Yes, the word. Like, what the heck? That just blows me. Like, what? No, don't. Don't do that. Do not. Because then you try to make the parent feel shitty about it. Well, really, in all reality, we are that baby's comfort. That baby knows me better than anybody knows me. That baby knows me inside and out. Okay. I am that baby. I am my baby's comfort. Don't do that. You feel me? Don't do that. I can see when the kid is of age to know how to deal with different emotions and to be able to tell the difference between going to the doctor and going to a stranger. Once a child can put titles and roles together and identify different people, places, and things, then we can diagnose with those things. But until then, no. Don't do that. And I feel like that is all the way up until the age where a child can become of independence and understand and know things. Around the age of four, yeah, that's still young. You still have so many different questions about the world. 
five you're learning you can tell the difference between different things but it's it's still young because you know you're only five years old you just started going to school like yeah you might have went to daycare but you're just starting to go to like big kids school like parents can only teach so much up until a certain age and then whoo don't let me don't get me started Sorry, I'm, like, driving and talking, and this van was in my lane, coming towards me. Um, but don't worry, I have headphones, and I'm not holding anything. But anyways, don't get me started on, too, the fact of these teachers always want to diagnose people's kids. Like, just because the kid doesn't fit into the, to the box that you tried to shape them in, there is over... 20 million people in society you want to shape them into a category of either you're normal or you're not normal two categories either you're weird and something's wrong with you like no what the freak why can we just say gifted I do not like those words can we say specially gifted or not even especially gifted nobody is me fucking nobody is normal nobody is one thing so why do we say when a kid is hyper, like active, we automatically want to di- diagnose them with hyperactivity, ADHD, or ADD, and all that different stuff? Because they don't fit the normal, and I quote, air quotations. Like, just because they don't fit your normal, don't mean it's not their normal. Like, oh, he's very hyper so let's put them on this medication to calm them down like no let's rework our approaches and our strategies and find different ways to approach each different child because every person is different so why are we approaching every person one way the same way when everybody is different i just don't get that like let's find different approaches let's not label these kids either you're dumb or you're smart like no and not that you don't learn like everybody else because everybody else don't learn the same. Don't sit there and try to make these people feel bad about themselves for about their special talents and their gifts that's not approached upon. Like, it's so crazy to me. Everyone is different and I feel like every person deserves that credit for being different because there's no people alike. So why do we teach everybody alike? Riddle me that. Like, that's what I really want to know. I'm always going to rest on these little podcasts, and I really love it because it's just things that I think all the time and I need to express and get them out. So then I have, like, you know, new things to talk about because I'm always learning and I'm always interested in new topics. And I have something to say about everything. And if I don't know what it is, oh, give me a second. I will look it up and I will find something to say something for us to like talk about you know I want your feedback with things different conversations different topics I love all things and I don't think this podcast that I have is just going to be one topic you know one one thing is just going to be me going on little rants talking about everything like as the title says Michael talks and I'm going to have different segments different episodes I'm going to do this Another off-topic thing, I'm riding past a villa, and I watched that movie Palm on Netflix. Really good movie. I loved it, and I feel like they should make a lot more villas. You know, this goes on another topic, nursing homes. I really don't like the idea of nursing homes. We're putting all these different people 
in the one building. Like, why can't we just keep them in a house? They're going to go even more insane if they're trapped inside a building all day. It's basically like a jail for senior citizens, if you really think about it, because you're trapped inside the building all day. You really don't get to get out and do much. You know, family comes to visit you here here and there, you know. But who really wants to visit their loved ones in a, a nursing home, you know? So I feel like, I think that was my turn, but it's fine, we'll turn up here. So I feel like if we have our loved ones in villas, in houses, that's what a villa is, it's like a house, then a lot more of us will want to actually go visit them because they're in a house, you know. Like nursing home, they just have that horrible smell, that horrible atmosphere feel. Like it just feels like, I'm sorry, this is such a hard word, but it just feels like death is in the air. Like, the, it's in the atmosphere, and I just, just don't really like the feeling of a nursing home. I'm not even going to kid you not. I just don't like the feeling of it. Like, let's, why not do fellas, you know? And, like, the movie I had watched, I think I'm going to have to turn around. I think I went way too far out. It's fine. Oh, that's really some nice houses. But, um, like, I really don't like it. And I, I feel like if we had villas and in the movie, they were riding around in golf carts going to check on their loved ones, you know? I like the, um, not the, the loved ones, like the, the staff was riding around in golf carts and they were joining in little groups and everything. So, it was like, the feel of being at home, but also the feel of, being secure like you know you're in good hands and taken care of and I feel like we should do more villas and less nursing homes I would like to also own you know a little villa I like those little things they're really nice and who wouldn't want to go visit their loved one at a villa you know because it's still, it's like a house. It's a little village. And they still have their cars. They still get to drive around. They still get to live the life. Like, they, they still live in. And I think that is so cute. Like, that just, it, I feel like when you're in a good environment, less than a bad environment, like nursing homes, I feel like those environments are really bad. I feel like when you're in a good environment, You know you want to do better. You live better. You have a promising future. You know you're looking towards the future more. Rather than when you're trapped in a nursing home, you're not looking towards the future. You're just looking towards the end. You feel like you're at the end when you go to a nursing home. Because when a lot of people go to nursing homes, they don't go back out of them. Which is the sad thing. So I feel like they should do villas. And I feel like villas should be affordable housing for you know, our loved ones, senior citizens, anyone who's sick and unable to treat, take care of themselves. I feel like there shouldn't be like an age requirement, you know? Definitely don't, but yeah, let me know your input on that also. Let's just message me video chat me why does it look so dark inside these stores i fingers crossed they are open okay we see somebody coming out yes they're open
Oh my god, you want to know another thing that irks my nerves? I'm sorry, but I just run past it in the parking lot. When people take their dogs with them, like, yeah, dog lovers, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's illegal. Like, I'm not trying to compare dogs and children together, but let's compare the two. And similarities of they cannot fend for themselves once they're house trained when they're out in the wild wild wilderness they can survive they can hunt they can prepare for themselves but once they are house pets they can no longer you know care for themselves they become dependent on you so if it's illegal to keep a kid in the car why the fuck is it illegal to keep a pet in their car like if you're scared that your dog is going to tear up the house, get a dog sitter and go to the store. Do not take your fucking pets in the store. I'm sorry, but that is disgusting. Yes, you may not see it as a problem because you are a dog lover. But that shit is nasty, especially when there's food or there's people clothes. People don't want dog hair on their food or in their clothes. You, that shit is disgusting to me. And then you put them in the same cart. Dogs are not clean. And then I also fucking hate when people require you to take your shoes off while they have pets. Is your dog wearing shoes when he goes outside? Fuck no. Their fucking paws are gone, touching the floor. And getting the floor dirty. They're tracking in things that you attract on the floor when you have shoes on. So why is it, okay... For people to take their shoes off when you have pets in the house. And and I also don't feel like dogs are inside animals. I feel like they need to be kept outside. It's torture for an animal not to have a lot of room to run around in. They need to be outside. Get a nice ass dog house. That's the thing. Dog house. Because they're supposed to keep separate from the house. From the human house. And the dog house are two separate things. So why the fuck do people have their dog in the house? They have dog houses for a reason. And your dog sitting on the fucking furniture. That is nasty. So now I got to go home and change my clothes. To make sure I don't sit on my furniture. That's basically like if I sit on your furniture and you got a dog. I'm sitting on my furniture. A dog is sitting on my furniture. Because I... The shit travels, germs travels. Like, and get your dog a nice ass dog house with heating and central air so you can make sure the air is monitored. Like, if you're gonna get a pet, go the limit. Go the extra limit for that pet. Okay? Like, don't just get a pet and just do the bare minimum with it. Take care of that fucking pet. Play with that pet. You know, I hate when people get pets and they don't even get their pets at the time of the day. Where the freak are you trapping it in this house and also not giving it the time of the day? The pet feels like it's in jail. I don't want to talk about this size and everything. You're trapping it. You're keeping it in clothes. And people in apartments definitely should not get pets because apartments are only so big. It's disrespectful to the tenants that want to live there next. It's dirty. You're not about to keep it clean. Hardwood floors get messed up. Carpet stains. Like, it's just so much pros and cons. And I'm freaking tired of it. That's why I cannot wait to get out of the apartment lifestyle. 
because the attendants you gotta worry about before you, worry about next to you, because the walls are only so freaking thick. It's just too much to me. It's too much. But I'm and Let me get into this store. Talk to you soon.